good morning good morning good morning to you everyone wherever you are uh we are back and we have um an interesting person in our presence and you know what uh she's amazing she's just amazing and we have her today and we'll just you know give you the opportunity just to just hear a bit about it so that when you have time you can just look for her and sit down with her and get to know more about who she is she's an amazing personality guys you don't want to miss this just chill and relax so today we've got geraldine in the house good morning geraldine hi Melvin. how are you thanks for right. having me ah thank you for having us we're excited to be chilling with you today i'm also pretty excited ah cool yeah. stuff cool stuff yeah. so tell us who is geraldine uh geraldine is just this crazy entrepreneur who told herself that you can dream and it just doesn't have to be at night you can dream and you can make your 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 dreams come true by day wow you dream by night you make it into reality by day okay you dream by night you dream by day anytime you can dream wow mm. interesting so dreaming is not just when, when it's night no when no, you're no, no no <laughs> i like that no, no. I like you, that. you can dream you daydream you dream at night okay. but what's important about the dream is making it a reality making it a reality and mm -hmm. making it count and making it count wow yeah. that's interesting so tell us tell us tell us about yourself what do you do what are you into tell us about your dream your favorite <laughs> dreams you know tell us more all right so um i'm an entrepreneur i run several businesses uh the business that people know me most for is a one for three communications which is the fastest growing digital agency in Zimbabwe and we have been around since 2014. 2014. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's like, like a decade. That's like a long time. Imagine. Wow. <laughs> Almost a decade. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. yeah, um, I think we have we've done pretty well in an economy like Zimbabwe which is extreme sports. Yeah. Um, we have registered in Zambia. Oh wow. And we're currently on the process of registering in South Africa. In fact, I'm still weighing, do you really want to go into the South African market or what? It's deep water. But yeah. So I also have a hardware and I'm a farmer. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm a farmer. Wow. I do pig farming. Wow, I love meat. <laughs> love yeah, meat is like amazing. Love, uh... Everyone is always going to be eating meat. So I was like, mm, yeah, that works. And what else do I do? Yes, I've got an exclusive PR agency, and yeah, yeah. And I'm also an author. I always forget that I'm an author. <laughs> Imagine. How do you forget that? How do you forget that? I don't know. Like in so many interviews that I do, I don't forget. Oh, I'm an. Oh, by the way, I'm an author. <laughs> yeah, and I have crazy fun on my socials. So yeah, if you follow my Facebook, especially Facebook, you always have a laugh. If you're feeling down and low, just go my Facebook. You definitely laugh. So, so can I also then say you're an influencer? I don't like that word. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I, I'd like to think that there are people whose life has been better because they've listened to me, they've interacted with me, and that kind of like makes you feel really good. Like, oh, That's I've had, I've often had people coming into my inbox or calling me or texting me and saying, "Oh, Geraldine, like you really helped me, and wow. I really admire you." And I'm like, really. <laughs> are you talking about me or someone else wow. yeah wow. so it's pretty amazing feeling just to know that you've touched someone's life it's for the, the best positive. feeling yeah it's the best yeah. feeling 
So with all the hats that you wear, I counted like six. Oh my goodness. How do, you, how do you then manage them and still be you? I don't see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guys, I, you didn't hear that. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Um, and please, please, uh, please just don't send me the health tips and stuff. I do know, <laughs> I do know. But my body just can't sleep. I'm up by 2. I sleep a bit around 6 a.m. And then I wake up by 7. Or if I sleep at 5, I'm up by 6. If I sleep at 6, I'm up by 7. And my day has started. Okay. Ah, Interesting. So you said you, you're a business person and you, you're into agriculture. Tell us more about agriculture or farming, meat farming. Farming. I'm still struggling in farming. I'm still trying to find my feet. Okay. Um, I just started last year doing pig farming. All right. And um, yeah, I'm still in the Atlantic. So I know who will go like, you farm? You're, well, I can't force you not to eat the pigs. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really fair. but anyway uh so being a farmer has been a little bit challenging it's um it's one of those i think it's the riskiest uh thing that you can go into where you where you when you really get the return on investments and it's really high it's really good uh, right. i'm telling you i've had good good scissors and then Sometimes the guy at the farm just tells you, oh, the pig just died. Oh, the pig. So it's, it's something that you have to be prepared, prepared for. for anything. Yeah. That anything can happen. And like any business, I think it's just like any business. When you start a business, you're, you're starting a risk. You can lose, you can. And you have to be willing to take the losses. And yep. you have to be willing to work hard to do it. And you have to be willing to literally get dirty. Like, I've been in the pigsty and cleaned and deal. And because I, I said I want to know uh, how a day looks like for the person that's taking care of the pigs. So right. I've done that. So okay, fine. This is this is how it looks like. So this is what we have to do. This is what we need. Right. And the internet and doing a lot of groups have really been helpful. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to think. You, you've been in business uh, with our 143 communications for the past so many years. Mm -hmm. How have you managed to survive in such an economy, especially being in Zimbabwe, you know, where it's a sports, extreme sports <laughs> environment and very turbulent environment? What are some of the things that you have done that has kept you going forward and being the best? <laughs> Like karate, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Honestly, it's not. I think it's just been determination. Growing up, people used to say, um, my family used to say, "Oh, you're so stubborn, and you're narrow." You know, um, like kind of, that kind of thing. Like, uh, so I think that my stubbornness has worked to my advantage. All right. We other people have been in this field and I've seen them giving up and going for others. I say, no, I'm not going to give up. Mm -hmm. I have put so much into this baby and I'm not going to give up. So just being number one, keeping to think, keeping just, you just have to keep thinking on your feet right. and to be innovative. You can't stay stagnant in the same, in the same place. You have to be able to make decisions quickly and to make sure that you're doing it. And then the second thing is that when you get a client, do the best for the client.
client right. or over and above for the client. Right. I've had clients that, you know, people are always going and pitching something better. Right. And then my client will be like, oh, how come you didn't uh, pitch this to us, Gerald? And how come so we're going with the ads? Then several years later or several months later, they come back and they're like, um, so <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, um, they never really apologize, but they go like, So, can you come and we talk? Because when you give your best and when you give your heart yeah. to to someone and 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 really do something from the heart, not just because you're giving me money and I'm giving you money, but because I'm really interested in seeing you grow, I'm really interested in saying I was part of that. Right. I I know I, I I've got a client who's a pharmacy that I started when they started with they had two pharmacies. Okay. But now they've got like eight pharmacies all wow. over the country. And there's a client that I'm still working with. When we started, I think they had five branches. Now they have fourteen. Wow. And there's another client that we started with when they started with about five branches again. Now they are up to twenty two. Wow. And there was a time when they went their business really went down to like two two branches. It was bad their kind of business was really, really, really affected by COVID. Okay. And they came back to two businesses. But I said to them, you know what? We're in this together. Let's, let's make this work. And right. they've popped back up to 25 branches. Wow. Wow. So it's, it's that kind of story. And you know that it's just not my story that I'm writing. I'm mm -hmm. writing someone else's story. That's and good. within their story, they can say, oh, Geraldine and her team were really there for us. So... Wow. And also having an amazing team that you work with. Right. right. I work with an amazing team. I've had people that I have employed since they were in upper six. Now they okay. are almost finished. They finished their degrees and they're going for a master's. Yeah. And and we've had we have that relationship. And when I just took them up, I took a chance. I'm like, you know. And they also took a chance on me because I couldn't pay a lot. So I was like, no, I can't pay you much but i'm sure as the business grows we're going to be better and we've been better and they always laugh and they're like can you imagine when we started we're getting paid this amount of money uh, and they always laugh at me for that but i i believe that with every increase that we get as a business you also need to make sure that your employees are getting better right. you can't be getting better 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 and the people that are working for you are remaining on the same stage that's true i well i don't know if that makes me a bad business person or it makes me i always say i don't if, if it makes me someone who's stupid then i'd rather be stupid being nice to other people right. i'd rather you only call me stupid like why are you increasing salaries when instead of saying okay fine now that we're getting a lot more money i'd rather say okay fine guys um this is we have you as you have, as you have seen we now have X amount of clients. So, what would you rather do? Um, when you increase your salaries, I'd rather do that. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe make this stupid, but it works for me. <laughs> well, if it works, then that's all that it is. Yeah. I, I like what you're talking of. You you just reminded me of someone said, whatever you do, always make sure that you leave a print. Even if they go, even if they get lost, they'll still have that print. And they'll remember mm -hmm. this was Geraldine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they'll always find their way back to you. Mm -hmm. So well done in doing that. Well thank done. you. Thank well you. Done. Thank you. Yeah. And how's business post-COVID? Post-COVID was a bit hard. Um, uh, I'm always saying to my team, I'm not afraid of starting over. So okay. post-COVID, we're like starting over. 
for us, COVID was 50-50 because we're in the digital industry. Wow. So we wow. had people, when, when people think, okay, fine, we want more digital, we want more digital because we want to go digital. Digital is the way, right. that's the only way we're getting sales. And we had clients that completely were devastated by COVID. So it then made it a bittersweet moment where okay. you're saying, oh, yeah, more clients. And then you say, oh, we're losing all of those clients. So it then... Um, and I also I think also post COVID had a lot of personal strategies, uh, tragedies for team members and and so a lot of morale went down right. and that affected the team as a whole. So I think after COVID we started over again and we're still in the process of starting over. Uh -huh. um, it, unfortunately we had to let other people go um, and trim the team and trying to see how we could reduce costs and without necessarily affecting um, how much the people were getting paid okay. and uh, the, the quality of work that we're giving to the clients. So we've been starting over. Okay. I have had so many times when I say, I can't do this anymore. I'm leaving. I'm, I, I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm thoroughly going to be housewife. I'm a thoroughly loved wife, by the way. Oh, so, <laughs> so uh, if I say to my husband, babes, I don't think I want to work anymore. I want to come and I sit at home. And my husband is always saying, nope, you can't sit at home. You talk too much already. <laughs> <laughs> so I can imagine if you spend the whole day without talking to anyone and doing any work, Ah, when I come back, you just be going, you just be eating, you just be like chewing my ear off, like ah. So no, 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 no. Go, go to work. Go to work, and 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 we always joke. Like he says that I I talk like three times more than him. So okay. uh, if when I go to work, I use at least maybe a half or three quarters of my words. So when I then come home, I only use a quarter, which would be more than him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So but anyway, um, as it's just that we, I'm I'm not willing. I'm I'm not I'm not afraid of starting over. And that's one thing in business: you should never be afraid of starting over. Right. Sometimes even employees take advantage of you because they think that you are afraid of starting over. Yeah. But I've always told my my, my, my my team, I'm not scared of starting over. We can start. I remember there was a time when I was bad, but we fired like 12 people at the same time. We're like, okay. We're starting this. And my 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 uh my management team looked at me and like, Martin, are we sure we want to do this? And I said, if they're not working, we can't be having clients complaining and they're not working. Right. They've got to go. And I'm not scared of doing that. So when we called them and we let them go, uh, they were shocked. Okay. And I actually think that some of them actually went and started their own thing. I don't know how it was, you know, like as a group. Right. <laughs> there were like so many okay. of them. Uh, I don't know how they're working now, but um, um, there's, a, there's a wise friend of mine. I also wrote this in my book. And I said, he said to me, Geraldine, there are two people involved when we are in business. Okay. There's Geraldine, the person, and then there's Geraldine, the business for me. 
you have to learn to separate those two. You have to learn to make tough decisions. So how how do you then separate these two people? Um, by in every situation, you 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 know which hat you're putting. Okay. Okay, fine. Um, I'm I empathize with you, but this is business. Right. And we have to do business as business. Okay. Yes, we. I I am I'm, I'm I'm human, and I understand that you're human. And things that I can allow, okay, fine, as a human being, that um, I feel for you, you're going through this. Right. But if it's continuously affecting the business, then I'm sorry. We have to make a stop for it. We have to, we have to make sure that this stops. You either change or you... I find it so hard. When you find me, now find me saying, okay, fine, guys, I'm letting you go. I would have thought about it over and over again. But at the end of the day, you have to then, even with clients, you know, because of my kind of business and my kind of philosophy, you end up kind of being friends with right. clients. Yeah. And um, I've actually gotten like one of my most closest friends, not closest friends, but good friends, I'll say good friends, from business. Um, yes, and a close friend as well, who's also a client. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you have to come to a place even with the clients they have to know okay fine um i'm your friend and i'm your client but this you're not doing well right we right. have to address this if you're not doing well we are going to let you go we're not doing any then i have to come back to my team guys it's okay they're gonna let us go if we do this so i i just pass the heat on to okay. where it's supposed to be and if it's me i take responsibility and i say this is my fault I'm really sorry i have to fix it okay interesting so what are some of the tips the business tips that you can give to someone who's setting their own bit as a farmer bit in communications bit in any business what are some of the things that you can share with them so that they don't lose or you know go astray or just you know give up before you start a business you should know why you're starting your business okay and you should write it down somewhere. All right. And every time you feel like giving up, you should go to the place where you wrote it down. Right. Like, this is why I started this business. If you started the business to make money, then you need to tell yourself, I told myself I'm going to make money. So I need to make sure that the business keeps going. Right. And um, I think looking back at the difference that you've made, that's why i keep on going back to difference that in everything that you do for someone whether you're selling a nail you have to make a difference in that person and they have to think of you that ah the person that sold me that nail right. i put it there on my house like like there was so um maybe profit of uh, people of profit to be honest to people you know what that nail is more expensive but this nail that is 20 cents will do a better job than the nail that you want to buy for a dollar. Right, right. And they will always remember you. So when you have made difference, a difference in people's lives, you now start going back to say, but then if I then give up on this, what about the other people that I am going to make a difference in their lives? Yeah. The side note, I am going to be the minister of, Small to medium, medium business enterprise. SMEs. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had it first right here, yeah. Minister Geraldine yes. of SMEs. SMEs, yes. yes, yes. We're still talking. We're still talking about it. I always say people think that I'm joking, but I'm going to make it happen. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen. I believe in you, Minister. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm always saying that I am going to do that because I believe that I can make a difference in that field. I've been a small businesses. I know the challenges. I know what what we need to do as a country. And did you know that small small businesses and informal traders are uh, are, are, are contributing to like eighty percent wow. of the GDP of Zimbabwe wow. as we speak? Wow, ladies so, and gentlemen, the minister is addressing SMEs. <laughs> listen and listen, listen. Yes, you can go ahead, minister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think, well, I just say that uh, talking about making a difference. Right. I think that's that's my my um my 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 biggest goal okay. is to make difference is make a difference in, in in people's lives. And also, I also believe that we are the generation that is going to usher Africa into a new era. Right. People right. really underestimate Africa. Or maybe other other continents can see the potential of Africa and they keep stifling it, you yeah. know? But I, I just Time want every up. African out there to really look at themselves and say to themselves, you know what? I am, I am the future. I am the now. The future is now. Uh, and I believe that small businesses are going to play a very, very big role in transforming Africa. Africa. Africa has it all. We don't need anyone else. As we are, we've got the brains, we've got the resources, we've got the tenacity, we've got the determination, and we've got it in spades. Right. And Africa has the, if you didn't know, Africa has the youngest population in the whole world so we've got the image we've got everything so we've got everything we just need to organize ourselves and i want to be part of that revolution i want someone way in the future to look back and say you know what we're here because she decided to do something it's our minister yeah <laughs> <laughs> not just as a minister i am going to be a minister but i was about to say even if i don't become a minister but no 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 we're not going to put the negative energy we are oh, yes we are oh, saying away. positive go energy positive away. energy yes. so uh, even if uh, it's not in my capacity as a minister i want in my circle to have ripple effects i want to be that stone that you throw in a river and it bounces three four times and it right. makes five six seven eight ripple effects to the end of the river you know when they throw those flat stones yes. that's I just don't want to be one stone that's thrown in the river and it makes the I ripple. Want... No, no, no. I want to be the one that bumps on the water and it keeps the ripple the effect ripple going. to the end of the river. And send the waves and to the whole world. Yes, that's that's the ripple effect I want. So, um, and I believe I can make it, but I can't do it alone. I Everyone has to be in this. So in your, uh, instead of us, yes, I know that Zimbabwe is not yeah, like the best place to be right now, but Instead of always complaining of how life is, think of how can I make, make the change right. where I am in my capacity? How can I make it better without waiting for the government to do something? 
how can I make it better like where I am in my community, in my family? How can I make it better? And if 10 people are making it better, it means that we are going to keep on going. But in no time, because 10 people are making it better, it will be 100 people. Yeah. It will be 200,000 people and the whole 50 million people and we have made it better. Right. So it's up to you and me to make it better. Interesting. Interesting. I believe it was Michael Jackson who said, be the change you want to see. Yes. Look at the man in the mirror. Yes. Yeah. And make a change. And make a change. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Those are words coming from our dear minister. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I'm minister, you should call me Geraldine or Mrs. Matala, whatever. Because, yeah, I have to earn the title. Wow. So after I've earned the title, then you can call me honorable, you can call me minister. Interesting. But I have to earn it. Yeah. So when I've earned it, then I can That's call you. That's when you can call me. Yeah, oh. Yeah, you have to call me honorable because <laughs> I have proof that I'm honorable. <laughs> indeed, 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 indeed. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's that's just a whole lot of world that you've just opened right there. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys are also listening and we are waiting on you also to do your part. Yeah, you have to do your part. And in the meantime, please do follow us on our social media platforms, 143 Communications, Veg um, Enterprises, Geraldine Eve on all platforms. Okay. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. I'm actually on TikTok. Oh, oh yeah. I interesting. Am on TikTok. So you're going to do a TikTok and minister TikTok type yeah. of thing? Yeah, when I'm minister, I will <laughs> lead. I will lead like I'll be just doing TikTok dances every day. Like. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so tell us about the Geraldine who's not a, a businesswoman, Geraldine, the author. Tell us more about the author. <laughs> the author. Yes. Um, people say that she's quite a great author. Okay. People say her books are nice. Interesting. People say that her writing is different. Okay. Um, uh, people say that when you're reading her work, uh, she, she it feels as if she's talking. She's like right in front of you. Okay. And she's talking to you. Uh, so how many books do you have? Tell us from the first one to where we are now. Okay. Um, I've co-authored uh, a book called Receipt. With the likes of Dr. Lance Mambombiani, okay. Shasha, uh, McDonald Gura, um, uh, like a lot, um, um, uh, Charles Jimmy Mungoshi, Graham, Makwarimba. I'm trying to think uh, of, of, of the people. But I was really quite humbled that they asked me to be part of uh, people to contribute. We're 26 of us oh, okay. to contribute into that book. I was like, oh, me. Yeah, even when we went for the launch, I was like, Did you, uh, am I supposed to be here? Did you make a mistake? <laughs> it's not the first time. Okay. At the time, I'm, they called, uh, someone called me up and they're like, would you like to be on this board? And... And they were telling me the people that were on the board, they're like so and so from the CFO from there, and this is the CEO, and these were like blue chip big companies. I'm like, okay. are you sure you've you, got the right person? You've got the right person. <laughs> I, I actually like called the person. No, I didn't call the person. 
they called me and then i said no no sure sure i'd like i'd like i like it's okay and they hadn't told me who was on the on the on, on the, the board on the board and then they sent me a message now and then i was like actually they put me in a group and i could and people were introducing themselves so my name is so and so i'm like okay so what what i'm a bit groupsy or this and okay and then okay I, I i first saw the first person i'm like oh, okay no it's all right um so the next What's so the like next? there were like now four five people of that caliber i'm like and that's when i went to the inbox of the guy i'm like are you sure i'm <laughs> supposed to be in this <laughs> are you really sure <laughs> or you got the wrong person or you got the wrong person <laughs> so that's the same feeling i had when they asked me to write the book i was like uh, so they were like listing the people that were in the book like oh so and so is going to be writing so and so is going to be part of it so and so is going to be part of it um and i was like are you sure i'm supposed to be contributing a chapter in the school <laughs> so that was the same feeling like okay. is it me and i looked behind like no i actually meet you and for a while i didn't write the book and then they called me up like we're still waiting for your chapter i'm like are you sure? Are you really sure? <laughs> then I sat down and I write. It was a great uh-huh. chapter. Oh. I was writing about flee or flight. Okay. It was during COVID, so it was a book helping people how to navigate in COVID. Right. So um, mine was on a flee of flights, um, a flight or fight. Yeah. Okay. It was F. So it's an A to Z, reset A to Z. So oh, mine okay. was F, and it was a fight or flee that in every situation you have to make a split second decision whether you're going to fight or you're going to flee and both of those options are good okay because there are sometimes when it's best to flee and there are sometimes when it's best to sit down and fight interesting so what is the name of the book it's called reset a to z reset a to z and where can people find it um if you just Contact me on my socials. I can direct you, or you can contact McDonald Gurura. He was the master mind behind the whole all thing. Right. So you can call contact McDonald Gurura on all his socials. He's available. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And my first solo book was called Sleeping My Way to the Top. All right. Yeah. Um, Sleeping as in like sleep, sleep, sleep. You have to buy the book. Okay. Interesting. And then you know what the sleeping I was talking about. Interesting. So, yeah, do buy the book. Interesting. Sleeping me? your way to the top. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys heard it. Sleeping your way to the top. Buy the book. Where can people find the book? Again, on my socials. And I can also drop uh, the number that you can get in touch with. Plus uh, 263-719-409-359 for the book sales. Even for the research, you can... On the same number, plus two six three seven one nine four nine four zero nine three five nine, and you will be assisted on that number. Um, sleeping and very interesting book. Um, the CEO of Old Mutual, Gloria Jaran, said that she read it on her way to Cape Town, and she couldn't just put it down until she got her destination wow. she was wow. just glued on it like, interesting oh and she was laughing all the way and she was like okay fine it's <laughs> she said that it was a good balance between actually uh giving advice but it's light and it's not my main point i think in my writing my my style of writing i've seen so many uh, self-help books and business and they're so boring 
you can't even go through two, three, four chapters yeah. of them. True. And you're thinking, okay, wow. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, 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 I decided to say, okay, fine, if I were to read a book, what kind of a book would I want to read? Okay. okay. Something that's interesting, something that will make me, the one, one, one person that, 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 that um, courage, he, 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 he read the book. And he texted me in the morning and he said, I can speak. Oh, okay. I was just reading. Wow. And I liked the fact that it was light, but at the same time serious. You managed to put that combination that you are really saying serious advice, but right. in a light, nice way. Right. So that's my kind of reading. And my next book is... Um, From Ki Bro... Kiss and Tell. Woo! Kiss and tell. Oh, for the record, guys, I read the book, Sleeping Your Way to the Top. It was it's an amazing book. It's very small, but amazing. It's like a punch play. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for reading. And thank you for It's an book. honor. So uh, oh, Kiss uh, and Tell. Yeah. Interesting. It's this one, um, I'll be kissing and telling a whole lot of things. Okay. Yeah. My friend is trying to persuade me. I started a a series on Facebook uh, where I, I said Mujolo, the pandemic, and I was kind of like detailing what happened in some of my relationships. Not oh. really. They were not relationships. They were like crushes and what in high okay. school and stuff. And my friend is trying to persuade me to put it in a book. Oh, interesting. And she said that we must call it Mujolo, the pandemic, kissing the frogs to get the prince. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay. So I'm still debating whether I want to write about that. Interesting. Later. And then um I went through a very dark time in my life. And I'm still debating whether I want to I've written a few chapters on it. Okay. Um it's called Stronger. So I I wanted to focus on every person because I think I lost about four four very close people in a space of eight months. Ooh. So I wanted to focus on their lives and what I learned from their lives and what I learned from the grief and going through um, what I went through in the loss and helping people know how to deal with grief. Not just the people that are going through grief, but the people that are around someone who's going through grief. For an example, um, one of the most irritating statement that i would hear was you're so strong i know right like you're so oh my gosh i can't believe that you're so strong <laughs> i'm not strong but People. i can't be breaking down every time that i see you right like right. um i don't want to hear that or someone who says um uh god allowed it to be that way that's the worst like that's the that worst. was the worst for me I'm like, are you trying to say God hates me? Because you, of course, when you now go through it and afterwards you can look back and say, yeah, maybe we can see that. But when someone is in that in situation, that of the moment. so I want to more focus not on getting over the grief as because you never get over grief, but more on how people should respond to people oh, yeah. in grief. Because oh, yeah. we've important. got a lot of self help, a lot of books on how do you deal with grief? The eight, yes. eight stages of grief. The what, what, what. But we never have people who write about how... In the moment. 
uh, no, like how how others should deal with the person that's that's grieving. We have people to we have books to help people who are going through grief, but we don't have books about how to how the community around someone who's grieving should right. support should support should the, talk person, to the person should talk to the person yeah. things to say yeah. things not to say uh, it was God that He allowed it. And I, I in my in my book, uh, the one that I wrote, um, I write about people should write things, should should talk about things that they know about. I say that for an example, someone loses a husband, and then someone who's coming from, who slept in their husband's arms the previous night comes to the funeral, and they're like, oh, God allowed it. That's how life is. You don't you know. Don't, true. You don't know how it feels to lose a husband because you yeah. still have your husband at home. Very true. And as as human beings, we do that so much. And even you come to giving advice on Facebook. People are giving so much advice on Facebook. You are not in that person's situation. Yeah. And you're busy out here giving, saying things like that. <laughs> And you don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You don't have a right to be saying things like that. Yeah. You'd rather say things that I pray that you get the grace or the power to true, true. to go through it. Yes. Yes. At least that's a that's a you know yeah you know case statement. And or someone who tells you you're going to be fine. Hello. Or it I, is well. It, the worst it, is well. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that is horrible. It is well. <laughs> Someone said well. that to me when my sister was married. I'm like, what do you mean? I I'm I'm, I'm telling you, I almost just slept that person. Yeah. I I I could have slept them, but I don't know what stopped me. I think I think God just arrested my mm-hmm. hands because. That's the worst statement. Like, it is well. How do you tell someone that just lost someone that they love that it is well? How do you do that? (sighs) Yeah, that's the worst statement. I hate that statement. I hate it too. So much. And I feel like church people, especially, have overused it. And they sing hymns to you, it is well with my soul. And they tell you their history that this person had lost his wife in a shipwreck and his family. I am not that person. I remember this. I snapped <laughs> once. I snapped once. This woman comes to me and says, you know what? You have to realize that maybe God wants to test you like he tested Job. And I say to her, I'm not Job. I don't want to be Job. And I never want to go to what Job would do. So no, thank you. I refuse that. And then she just looked at me and like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he was from church. I'm like, no, no, no. We're yeah, not, not church people with are the worst. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to go down that route. You can't be telling me that I'm not job. Yeah. I'll never be job. Yeah. I, I think as church people, in a way we have lost, we, we just take scripture and dump it on people without really understanding it, compared to if you go in a bar. Mm-hmm. They'll just you know, sympathize with you, you know. Do you, want, do you yeah. want another one? You want you another know, one? Yeah, you know, the drinks yeah. are on us and stuff you know, like that, and you're moving on. They don't bash with these things. It is well, it brother. Is well. It is what what well. is well? They it's say, not, let's take a shot, you know. Yeah, it's not well. Let's acknowledge <laughs> that it's not well. Yeah. And it's okay why, not why to are well. you not saying, oh, <laughs> I want you to be like Solomon, like the richest person? Why are you not coming to me like that? Tell me that. Tell me it is well in that when I'm like, Millionaire, yeah, I'm going yeah. to be a millionaire. Don't worry, 
let's go for it let's yes, go, we're going for it. For it. Let's go for it we're manifesting it into yes the, into hallelujah, the hallelujah. <laughs> so people you heard it it is not well when it's not well when please not let's well. not use that statement uh, let's not uh, say that statement. i will we're not doing that yeah so we can't we can't wait to have a book so that you educate us it's especially supposed to come out in March, huh? yeah well it's, it's still it's still it's still it's, it's i still... did take seven years to write the first one so. I, i'm not hoping to take that much that long okay. but i'm just trying to say that in eventually, eventually it, it will happen mm -hmm. and we can't wait for that book yeah. we can't wait because there are a lot of people who, who who are then scarred when they're grieving with mm -hmm. this statement mm -hmm. and you're thinking but why but maybe I should write about like 10 statements you're not supposed to say to someone who's grieving. That's important. And have 10 chapters on that and telling people how you're not supposed to say it. It is well. <laughs> it is well. Like, what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> and people don't really understand that it's okay for things not to be well. It's, it's okay for you not to be okay. Yes. I, I think that's the biggest, uh, maybe from the African perspective it's our fault it's it's the mixture of the african um the african story the african culture and christianity where in the african culture men you're told are uh you know what men men don't, don't cry. cry and when you're having problems with your husband you tell you're told no no that's how husbands are they're like that husbands are just like hanging. kids you know just hanging there just hanging there you know so so imagine those two things have fused in right. one person and that's where we get the it is well statement <laughs> and that's that's a toll on our mental health because we are we are forced to believe that things are okay when they are not okay and then you bottle in emotions you keep bottling and by the time that you, you just get someone who will just trigger you and then you snap. snap and you're like, no. And then they're like, ah, we didn't know. We didn't know. But it is too late. Yeah, I did. I, I'm, I'm also open about my infertility journey. So uh, the reason why I started being open about it was people keeping on coming to you and, and talking about, and, and saying insensitive questions, insensitive words. Like people like talking, like, Someone once came to me like, how you guys, you do know that this guy is not your brother, right? Uh, and then that's uh, came to me like, did they teach you how you're supposed to make babies? You know, things like that. And they don't know the struggle. But so I decided to be open about it. And one person, so when someone asks me a stupid question, I just go like, no, I can't have kids. And I like the way they just feel so uncomfortable in the night. So that's the same with grief. People come and say a whole lot of things. And I always say, even about single people, how people are always just saying insensitive things. You don't know why someone is single. Right. And you'd be saying, oh, Sharona, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? Right. You don't know their story. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know the heartbreaks that they've gone through that they're not sharing with the world. Yeah. But you're, you're out here giving Jam them giving. pressure. Like, you know, I'm not saying marriage is bad, but it's not, I don't think it's paradise where you say, you can't wait if you can't wait. You know something like that it's a good thing to have but i don't think you would have really lost out a lot by not having it you still have a fuller life just like yeah. children they're good to have but if you don't have you still can live a full life without them right so let's not put people by our words 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 so i think i think you've convinced me that i need to write a book on grief right yeah
Ladies and gentlemen, Gerald, the author. Did you see the author coming out? She was like, yeah. <laughs> she really came out strong. Ooh, and we, yeah. we hope that, you know, through this talk, we have just managed and persuaded you to write that book. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's coming. I'm not sure when it's going to come, but it's, it's, it's coming. It yes. is well. <laughs> it is well. <laughs> it is well. Ah, that statement yeah. kills me. Oh, my goodness. I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know something that I don't? <laughs> yeah. So, so thank you so much for allowing us to just spend time with you and just, you know, giving us you know this time to just share with us and motivating us to become better business people, authors, you know, good communicators, and a whole lot of things. Thank you, thank you for having me. I didn't think we were going to stay this long. I'm happy. <laughs> I know, it was really quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, so like, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, please do follow Geraldine on the social media platforms and do get to drop a message and even just find time to have coffee with him. Like I told you, like he said, he's a crazy personality. So you don't want to miss that out. So it's bye for now. Thank you so much. Bye. Later. Bye. Cheers. Cheers.